Hi Sober Tribe and welcome to the Sober Gay Socials podcast where we have honest conversations about addiction and recovery in the gay community. I'm your host Stephen and this is episode 8. I don't know why I second guessed myself there then. We've already done 7. It's not like we've done like 16 or 800. So anyway, on today's show we've got Jane and Chris and we'll be talking about sober spaces at events and why they're important. So hi Jane and Chris and welcome back to the show. Hi. hi. Hello. How has your week been so far? Eventful. Eventful. In what way? <laughs> uh, flat tyre, no spare wheel nut, but yeah, I can't get my tyre off, so great fun. And Chris has just got a flat tyre around his waist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. I think that sets the tone for the yes. rest of this show. It, it really does. Okay, so sober spaces are being champions more and more these days at events, venues and festivals. And in particular, they're aimed at marginalised communities like ourselves, the LGBT community. So following on from the success of last year's first ever dedicated UK sober space to be held at Manchester Pride that was created by yours truly, um, Sober Gay Socials, we've been invited back again this year so what's the attraction with these sober spaces and why do we need them so for me on some people do find it hard to make friends without the use of uh, the social lubricant and therefore using a substance whether it's drugs or alcohol has become a normal part of socializing and essentially having a good time but when you're in recovery this type of social atmosphere can be a slippery slope and also creating limitations on what you can do and can't do as well as the fear of falling prey to your own triggers This is especially true at festivals like Pride where exposure to drugs and alcohol increases massively and its use is normalised as just being part of the party culture. It can be hard to find spaces where this isn't going on and where there are not people partaking in these activities, so a sober space is a dedicated place away from all of this but that is still inclusive and part of the Pride celebrations. So from your experiences... What do what do you think the benefits are of these sober spaces at events like Pride? I think um, you know I think the benefits really is it's providing that that safer space that that people can can hang out. Um, they can come and see you know uh, another side of of Pride um, and be able to yeah you know meet other other sober people. Uh, and I think that's part of it is having a a social element to be able to 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 kind of bring people together that isn't just focused around you know drinking and taking drugs and everything else what do you mean by another side of pride well uh, pride has many uh, many elements to it there's there's obviously celebration there's the the protest element even and we discussed that on our previous podcast we did can't remember what episode it was <laughs> but look it up you'll find it in the list and we're also in the MEN doing <laughs> discussing it as well yeah um, so I, I think it's it, it just provides that that other element for people who people who may not normally go to Pride because they want to avoid all the, the yeah. chaos of, of everything that happens, but also being able to you know have a, you know maybe you are going out celebrating, maybe you are with a group of friends, and maybe you are sober, and sometimes you kind of you need that that safe place, that exit strategy, yeah. where you don't want to be you know you can kind of go I'm just going to go and take five, ten minutes uh, and be able to, to to take some some time out for one of a better. I yeah. think that's a good thing is it gives you the option because it's there like in Pride. Quite often you'll walk around, visit different places, venues, events. There's a lot going on. But it's nice to have that option there where you can, you can say, we call it a safe space, but sometimes it actually is. Now, in the last few years when I've been, I've been on one of the more hanging outside the bars. But it's, it's nice to not be pushed around, not have people falling all over your drunk. So you yeah. kind of pick those areas where it wouldn't happen as much because if you walk down Canal Street in the busy areas, people are pushing. And, and I suppose when you're 18 and you 
had a lot of drink and stuff like that it doesn't bother you but when when you're sober that's not just quite pushy it can be quite violent sometimes so it yeah. is a different safe space sometimes so i would always pick bars or areas where i felt a bit i got a bit more space and people weren't invading my personal space so it's nice to have that option to say can we just can we just sit there for a bit can we go there for an hour instead so you can feel yeah. like you're with like-minded people and it's a little bit more civilized at times and i think you're right as well there is, there is that age distinction but i think especially now with a lot more younger people finding sobriety early um we met a few over at stopport pride that came over to the store uh, and I, I, they must feel left out especially like with a big massive mm. manchester pride event and not having the benefit of a sober space, say, for example, they would, we didn't have that space there this year. These people, uh, they're, they're in the early, the late teens, early 20s. You know, they're not going to go to a Pride event if they're in recovery. So they're going to avoid it because obviously the sobriety is, is coming yeah. first. Oh, they, yeah. they then go into, well, they get FOMO and then they're like, oh, well, we'll go in and then they get peer pressure yeah. and then the relapse happens. So I think... You're right, there is that generational side of it. For us, we've been older. I do like that space away. I do like having somewhere to sit down. I do like being away from the crazy. But also for the younger generation as well, it's giving them that opportunity to still be part of the, the Pride celebrations, really taking part in it. Yeah. And also having that space where they know that they're going to be safe. There's alcohol-free drinks there. There's a bit of entertainment. They don't have to stay there. You know, mm. they can dip in yeah. and out of it. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that I certainly found last year that, you know, I'd, I'd be, I'd spend some time on the, uh, at the sober space. And then, you know, I'd, I'd go and see my friends that were stood outside the Eagle or dancing or, or doing whatever it was that they were doing. But I knew that I could go and kind of do that for half an hour and then come back and just, yeah. you know, sit down, have a rest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I'm kind of ready to go and do it again in an hour's time. And and actually, it was a really nice way of being able to do that, as well as seeing lots of my friends who'd kind of pass by and, and, and just be able to, um, it, you know, actually be able to for other people to see some of the things that I was doing as yeah. well as me going to see them if that makes sense yeah. Yeah. all you could do is go and see them because you couldn't speak to them because <laughs> 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 all the bars are too noisy yeah. people were coming over to the store last year and it was great because you could actually stand there and have a chat in fact we did that chat to turn our music down a couple of times <laughs> yes. you were you were very um how should we say you were yeah liberal with the volume <laughs> I was liberal with the volume uh and also for me as well I was getting umbilical whiplash with the store so I'd like nip out for about five or ten minutes getting broad in the crazy I was like oh, this is too much for me back again it was just nice to know uh even though it was me that it was that we were running the store and we'd organized it it was nice to know that i had that space there because if that space wasn't there i wouldn't have gone to manchester pride i just wouldn't have done it and and this is it, it you know when especially when you're going to any uh, you know any social event um it, it's it can be overwhelming um so going to a pride event is just that kind of you know times 10 and it's really about being able to, as I say, provide that space where you can get away from it all. Yeah. Um, you can uh, come and, you know, come and meet other like-minded people. And it's not about just having to kind of suffer a pride. Yeah. You can actually go and you can enjoy it and see, you know, see a different side of it. Yeah. Pride has been taken out. You go to Canal Street <clears throat> or the surrounding areas, it is just all about bars and drinking. Yeah. yeah. You, you can't really see much else. 
and that's the the sad side of it. But this is where it's the, it's so much better. They've got these spaces to provide other options to see other stalls and another side of pride. Yeah, I do. But I'm just I was holding my breath. Then sorry, <laughs> <laughs> just having a look back at obviously when yeah. I was doing pride, I did. There were times when they enjoyed it, and there was the drugs, and there was yeah. the drink, and there was that element of excitement. And not that I miss that now, but you know, at the time it was it was in the throes of it, and it was it was great. There was obviously then that progression where it went too far yeah <laughs> um so th there is two sides to that i think um but again it's just nice to know that we've got that space we can retreat back to it um so when we look at these spaces uh not just obviously manchester but we've done like a few now we've done sulfur pride and we've done stockport pride as well what do we feel or who do we feel are the intended audience for these spaces for me, it's more about visibility, making it as uh, an acceptable part of way of life. It's, you know, for future prides to come, it'll be just quite normalised that that's the sober space. It's not yeah. because it's the first one. Oh, what is it? That will just be a, a normality. So for me, this is it's all about acceptance. And it's not just for sober people to see. It's for people to say, oh, my friend would quite like that. Yeah, uh, My friend's sober or my friend. Oh, it's, it's just getting the word out there. And actually, all call out for Manchester Pride for actually just bringing a bigger space yeah. and the alcohol-free bar. So I think that's absolutely fantastic. So we say that it's just for sober people. Again, who do we think the intended audiences are for these spaces? I think it's it's anyone who is is you know sober or sober curious or you know we're not. You know, we're not a place where people can come and, you know, sort of come down from whatever it is they're doing. But, you know, it's. Yeah, like, and I do worry about that. Well, <laughs> some people will kind of see That's why that we as, don't put chairs out. Yeah, I remember that. Was it the yellow chair outside Essential? Anyway, yes. I'm showing my age. Um, but, but it is very much, you know, people who, who are curious about what, what we do and not only for for themselves but for their friends as well that mm. there are uh, i saw this last uh, last year a lot that there were people who were coming up and they were taking flyers um because they knew one of their friends or people they knew that that it'd be really interesting for them and i think we had uh, quite a number of people that that actually joined the group because of that yeah. so you know it is about kind of spreading the word there are you know there's people that maybe have heard of the group there are people there's a lot of people that came up going, oh, this is such a brilliant idea. Mm. Yeah. You know, there should be more of this. Uh, and actually, it, it's that. It is that visibility. It, it's getting that that word out there to people to know that they can come and, you know, enjoy Pride on, on their terms. Yeah. yeah. I think we also tend to forget as well, there are people that don't have a drug or alcohol issue there are normal drinkers you oh, know yeah. uh, and those normal drinkers are the ones that will actually take a time out and actually do like what we're trying to do with the bars is getting these alcohol free drinks in there they're the ones that are drinking these drinks as well so i think they're interested yeah. in the sober space as well they want to step away from all the the crazy and the madness and they want to take a breather and take a time out and i think it's nice for them to have somewhere to go as well they can come and try the alcohol free drinks that we've got on sale there uh, and just take that step back as well as people obviously with religious back backgrounds as well it's that accessibility side of it as well they're obviously coming to, to pride they want to celebrate as well and i think if it's their religion obviously goes against uh, the use of alcohol it's nice for them to have somewhere to, to come as well and still be part of the celebrations rather than feeling ostracized from the community which yeah. is not what pride is about and well, when and we're at sulfur pride we uh, i had people um, 
pregnant women coming over oh it's nice to have a, a grown-up drink designated drivers like yeah. you say different religions so it, people see that it's sober space they, they realize it's, it's they're going to sell our coffee drinks and yeah. a lot of people want that and, and i think as well it's an opportunity to kind of showcase all the or some of the the uh, array of different um alcohol-free drinks that there are now that it's not just you know i mean i'm mm. i'm just i'm just using lemonade if i go out if i don't know where i'm going <laughs> but it, it, you it know, is actually, a default to drink well it is yeah. it's just my default that i go to it's better than drinking coke all the time um <laughs> or or, sniffing or it. But, um, yeah, not anymore. Uh, but it is, yeah, maybe this is too triggering to ask for a Coke. Um, but uh, it is, you know, it, it's nice to be able to have a a drink that feels like it's for a, a special occasion. And it's not just Bex Blue. And look, a few years ago, it was just the same, same ones all It the was, time. very yeah. much. And I mean, I, I was never really a, a beer drinker. And just having an alcohol-free beer, and they, yeah, they believe mm. they tasted bloody awful but you know it gives you an option of, of various different things that, that you can try so yeah. you know it is um and it's nice that they're in they're in cans people can take them with them there's you know there's gin and tonics or, or stuff like that that, that they can try as just well just not so. those awful ones that are bought <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you weren't there at stockport no. pride so they got a new variety and so yeah the, the, it wasn't very nice <laughs> They'll be sold at a discount price. <laughs> Manchester Prize, so please come and try them because we need to get one. rid of them. <laughs> I'll give you a double, double for the price. They'll be free one. ones. <laughs> so do we think these sober spaces are helping to normalise sobriety within the gay community? I think so, because what starts to happen is, um, you know, if, when you go out with, with friends, it, it becomes, uh, you know, people think it's unusual if you don't drink. Um, and actually by being able to, to as you say, normalise it, then people either just know that you're not drinking and you, it stops people pressurising other people into drinking or, or doing whatever it is that they want to do. And yeah. I think it allows people to to also, you know, be, you know, not feel pressurised. That They can say, actually, I don't want to drink and have an option, you know, with, with the different drinks, have yeah. an option of still feeling like they're included within that as well. Yeah. Like when I stopped drinking as well, it took about over a year before people would actually start saying, "Are oh, you still not drinking? Are you still not drinking?" <laughs> yeah. So, and I think it's again that's normalising it, and eventually people stop asking questions. So, it'll be a case of, um, "Oh, we're going to that not drinking, but oh no, we're just going to that next place, aren't we?" And that it'll just become a normal part of an acceptance of, yeah. I think, a gay life because you know a lot more sober bars are starting to open up now, especially in London. So I think it's just a progression, really. Because I don't, for me, it's especially uh, these large events that uh, gay prides, LGBT events, having these sober spaces really opens that option up for people to see a different way of life and especially if they're struggling with alcohol or drugs or they know somebody that is and these i've talked about this before that that sense of community when you get sober you feel like you can't be part of your community because it's based around drink and drugs having these sober spaces and having them open at pride events just demonstrates that the, what we can do this there is a different way of life yeah. there is there are people out there for you and there is that support network there for yeah. you and i think that's it as well that it, you know it's as you say going back to that visibility piece people who do have issues around drink and drugs who are still actively in that sometimes they can't see a way out thinking yeah. actually if i stop doing this then what else do i do yeah and actually for those and you can't people, see beyond that no of course you can't and and i think actually by being able to uh, you know, show that the, there are other groups that, that you can go and socialise. Yeah, of course, it's different. 
Um, and, it, you know, it, it, it just provides people with another alternative, another just helping them question what they want um, rather than, you know, you're not trying to obviously force anything upon them, but let, letting them come to a decision and knowing the for them to know that there is another, there's, there's another way. And there are other communities out there. It's one community that I've come into, but when I first stopped drinking, it was more podcasts, and I realised a lot of communities... Well, like this one, Jane. Like this one, exactly. <laughs> but it does, it opens up, one door leads into another, and it starts with one community that might lead you to another one. But that's what you need, whether it's in an AA meeting or whether it's via podcast, it's yeah. the community there that will help you and realize I am actually part of a group out there. I might be part of this group that still drink, but I know there's some people that are like me. Yeah, 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 definitely. And as for the, the attraction to these sober spaces as well, I think is is that you know is seeing that we are able to to have like a full fun life. We socialize. We go out. We on the Sunday lunches we go to the theatre you know we do have a a social life we do have a community and we're still part of the gay community as well and I think with the sober space itself is you know last year it's like we had we had music on I was dancing around like a complete (laughs) (laughs) and but but, you know I I don't really care I was enjoying myself and it gives me that space to be able to do that without um the, the crazy going on all around me that um, uh, and it means I can control the music as well. Um, but it does, it, you know, it's... Um, I'm holding the microphone. Yeah, don't worry, I'm not going to start glitter, singing. The glitter microphone. Oh, oh, yeah, the glitter microphone. If you want to see that this Pride, then uh, come on down to the sober space. It's fabulous. Do we think these uh, sober spaces are destination places? I know we've kind of like touched on that, that slightly, but is it a destination place? Uh, again, with it this year, we have made the sober space a lot bigger. We do have different acts and events on whilst we're, we're, we're there. Do we think it's a destination place? Is it a place that you're going to come to and stay? Or are you going to dip in and out? I think it's only a destination space if you've got acts on, if you put the times. Other than that, it's like any other bar. You just go with the feeling, you go with the flow, don't yeah. you, for me? And I think it is about, um, yeah, you'll have those people that will just kind of drift, as it were. Yeah. Um, but I think very much, you know, by having some of the uh, the different acts on, and we've got obviously various uh, different things happening at the sober space over uh, over the weekend. Um, hopefully, people will make that time for for things that they want to come and see. Yeah. So it, it's it is very much being able to to kind of dip in and dip out of that, and by being able to to increase the size of the sober space, and and again take learnings from what we what we learned last year. Yeah. Um, it, it's hopefully. You know, the plan is to improve it and make it better, you know, make it better each time. Speaking about this year, last year, looking towards next year, do we think these spaces are a fad? Is there any longevity in certain these spaces? No, I don't see them. They're not they're not a silent disco. They're not just a fad. That's just gonna come and go. <laughs> silent disco. Oh, we should do that. Exactly. <laughs> the silent well there, disco is, there is a bit of space on the Monday. It's silent disco. Crikey. I can just imagine. I'm just gonna take the music controls away from him. I'll still be dancing. <laughs> you, look at, you look at a lot of countries and not not all of countries that you know, this kind of thing is quite normal for not for people to drink heavily. Some countries it is. I think I think over in this country, even with, uh, like you said, touched on before, younger people of today are not as interested in alcohol as we probably were. Um, So I think as generations are moving forward, we are starting to slowly change that. So it's not a fan for me. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, that, you know, when you look at those, the, the younger people these days, uh, and I hate saying that because it makes me sound old. <laughs> you I am. Um, but, but it is very much that, you know, people, younger people don't tend to drink as much. They don't binge drink like we did through the 90s yeah, and, yeah. and whatever. And it's, you know, it is something that people are far more aware of. So I don't think it's a fad. I think if anything, what I hope is that actually those sober spaces will start to be more integrated yeah. within Pride. Um, that you know, it's nice being where we are on um, Charlton Street. Charlton Street, yep, which um, is going to be renamed as Community Lane. Community Lane, yeah. Um, but actually, you know, and it's nice being there because it's slightly out of the way. It's quieter. It's not, you know, all the melee doesn't go on down there. Yeah. But but it'd be nice to be able to have some of the sober spaces actually included in. Maybe some of them LA that, that where people want to be able to be part of that. Would you know, you? It, it becomes, <laughs> well, well you can run that next year, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Marvelous. What have I signed up for? Um, but it, it, but you know what I mean. It's it, it just it, it's, it becomes more integrated into um, into pride and into into the community there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that integration side of it, for me, that will probably be a step too far, having it end with all the crazy. I think having the sober space and having that that space slightly away from the madness is where it, where it should be. I get what you're saying with, yeah, with things like but, that, but, it's, it's but you probably, wouldn't want to be at the side of Eagle, would you, with your sober space? No, no, it's not. <laughs> but, but it'd be nice to be able to go and get an alcohol, uh, a nice alcohol-free drink outside yeah. the Eagle. And, yeah. and that's, I suppose, what I mean about that integration. Yeah. Maybe we should do a kiosk next year. That'd be oh, interesting. Oh, silence. Uh, <laughs> is everyone thinking who's going to be on it? Just do an alcohol-free kiosk. There we go. That's a great. You hear it here first, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the sober space, the first one in the UK. But there we go. <laughs> so okay, yeah. So it's, for me, it's with the sober spaces, I, I think in the the larger scheme of things, I think they are a little bit fatty. Uh, a lot of people are doing them. If you look at festivals, it's kind of like the thing to do. But I think it really means something when you get one within the gay community. Because we're the ones that are going to benefit most from them. We are the people with, uh, we're in a minority group with the highest disproportion of alcohol and uh, drug issues yeah. between in our community. So I think we are the ones that do benefit for, from it most. It's nice to see that this sober space is going on at other events as well and is obviously highlighting the need for these uh, spaces to be there. But I do think some of them are a little bit faddy. I, yeah, I, I know what you mean, but I think it's, it's like a, a marketing thing. It's like a selling point. Oh, it's, it's everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. I, I think it's about making sure that that there is a, um, a an inclusive environment for people, whether you do want to party or whether you you don't, and and especially for those people that maybe want to go along but have had issues around drugs or alcohol previously. Yeah. So I, I I know what you mean that that I think there is a lot more awareness of that at the moment, but I I think. A fad would imply it will die out, yeah. um, and I don't think it will. I think there will just be more, um, as I say, for me, I think that it will start to become more integrated. Yeah. I know so- what you mean about fad. I noticed um, a Gordon's Pink Gin advert on TV the other day, and yeah. it, it wasn't the time, quite often, you see one for spirits. Everyone will be sexy in a club and look the best version of you've ever been, and it wasn't like that, actually. And actually came across and showed you the pink gordon's pink gin and then straight away it showed you the gordon's pink gin which is zero percent oh that actually made me take yeah. notes but i know what you mean marketing in six months time will that just not be there yeah will they not sold <laughs> enough and think no i won't bother 
Yeah, I think the marketing side of it, I think that's going to stay. I think with the like, the events and mm. the festivals, we went to Daresbury Festival, didn't we? The, yeah. Was it the other month, last month, the uh, other month, a couple of months ago? Yeah. One or the other anyway. And we were on pints of fresh orange and lemonade yeah. because <laughs> that didn't have anything alcohol-free. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they had literally zero anything alcohol-free, as I remember. There wasn't even a cider or a beer. I think there might have been a beer, uh, but there was, there was nothing. Yeah. There was Whereas no if spirits. If I was going to the festival, I would want a grown-up drink. You want to yeah. kind of blend in, yeah. don't you? And you want that alcohol-free yeah. beer. Really. Um, so, so that was disappointing. So if it was a fad, I wish it would have been there. <laughs> 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 okay, so final question. What are we looking forward to over Pride? Um, for me, it's been in my first parade. After all the years, I've been invited to do various bars. You can't wait to years. get those feathered wings I'm on, can you? I'm going to absolutely lap it up. <laughs> um, but it's nice to do something that's quite meaningful for me. So, Have you um, done the parade before? Did you no, say it's no? my first one. Fabulous. You're going to enjoy it. No yeah. ends. There's a lot of walking, a lot of waiting around to start off with. But once you're walking through the crowds, it's just exactly. fantastic. What about you, Chris? What are you most looking forward to? Uh, probably getting bummed outside the Eagle. <laughs> In your kiosk. In the kiosk. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the kiosk. <laughs> Just, uh, there we go. I, I think Service both ends. <laughs> yeah. Get your alcohol-free beer at the front. <laughs> you, you've still got that, uh, the uh, contactless card Yes, reader, I do, you? yeah. Fabulous. Square reader. That's the one. I will tell you what, I won't be square afterwards. <laughs> Should just be called tap and go. <laughs> Uh, for me, again, is is that big thing of being in the parade uh, and having that vision of visibility of the group out there. The group just means so much to me, uh, and how far we've come from when we first set off. When I had uh, started off at the uh, um, a picnic, and it was just me and another person that turned up. To then two people turn up for a Sunday lunch. To now having over four hundred members within the group. Mm-hmm. That's just on Facebook. Then we've obviously we've got Eventbrite and we've got Instagram. Um, so the the following that we've got is just amazing. Just to be able to again show people how far we've come the social aspects of the, the group, uh, the fun that we're all having, and how proud we all are of being yeah. sober and the support that we all show each other as well. Yeah. That yeah. peer support that we've given each other throughout the years is just phenomenal how we all look after each other. Yeah. Mm. I think it shows that, that you know, you, you can still have fun and you can still be silly and you can still be that, that best version of you um, and be sober. Yeah, and it really does fit into the Pride theme as well. Of you know, it's Pride, it's um, a celebration, and it, it is. And it's still obviously we're fighting for our rights as well. Yeah. Um, and I just think the group and what we're doing really fits in with that. Okay, well, that was great. Thank you, Chris, and thank you, Jane, for joining me today and being on the show. Uh, Jane, where can people find you on social media? Um, JaneySaxton.co.uk or Facebook for Jane Saxton. How's you going to get start now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris, everybody knows where you oh, are. Well, know. You're in your yeah. kiosk. <laughs> kiosk, <it's>, Chris. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Is that with a K or a C? Um, anyway, no, I'm uh, at Cub7 on uh, Instagram. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can find me on there. It's the easiest place. 
Perfect. Okay. And you can also follow us on Instagram as well as join the Sober Gay Socials Facebook group where you'll be able to meet all of our fantastic members as well as see all of our upcoming social events. Uh, just search Sober Gay Socials or click on the links provided in the show notes below. Uh, I am very excited. We also have a brand new website where you can meet the team, see what events we've got coming up. And there's also a resources section signposting you to our free counselling sessions available to UK residents only and other alcohol and drug recovery support agencies. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, then please send me an email with your contact details to hello at SoberGaySocials.com. If you enjoyed this episode, then please subscribe, like, and leave a review. And don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. Well, that's all from me. Thanks for listening, Sober Tribe, and I will speak with you soon. 